Here's to your success in property, finance and money management. You're listening to The Long Property Show with your hosts, Daniel Gold and Patrick Lynch. Welcome back to another episode of The Long Property Show. I'm Dan Gold. And I'm Patrick Lynch. And something a bit different today, Patty. Yeah, um, we probably talked a lot about 2019, 2020, but we're going to discuss something that's fairly evergreen. Scams that you should be aware of. Yeah. Internet and banking scams. So we thought a few people could be interested in this. In fact, um, one of the things that uh, brought it to our attention is that recently we've had a few clients that are actually starting to ask us about what kind of fraud detection technology and services uh, some of the banks provide. And that's now, I guess, um, of relevance on their list of what's important to people when they're choosing which bank to go with, maybe for a home loan or for their banking requirements. Yeah, um, well, internet platform or banking app they use, how secure it is, uh, definitely important considerations. Yeah. And I mean, we've always spoken about the, the sophistication of different banking platforms and applications. Normally, it's with respect to kind of what kind of functionality maybe an offset account has or, or um, you know, different um, uh, kind of services or functions that, that are available with, with the loan via those applications. But yeah, fraud detection is a massive one. And, and some of the things that we're seeing um, being introduced are things like uh, automatic push notifications, which um, alert clients to effectively every transaction going through their relevant accounts. That can be a good one because if you see some erroneous transaction that doesn't look right to you, um, you know, it, you, you can you can make an inquiry about it quickly. Yeah, you can immediately question either the bank or your significant other. Given you get <laughs> to see each other's transactions. Yeah, and that's that's been a funny one. Seeing other people, you know, your, your maybe your spouse's transactions, but that can be switched off if uh, for any reason either of you don't don't wish to have it. Um, and then you know that there are there are you know some of the bigger banks will will literally make contact with you on their own accord um, within seconds you know um of of their various algorithms and whatnot detecting any um unusual behavior um and uh, we've it's it's difficult to please everybody we've had some clients actually say that they're kind of too quick off the mark to 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 do this and, and and some of the transactions have actually been accurate but um you know i guess from our perspective uh this is serious stuff but better to be safe than sorry yeah. Um, and just to give you some, some idea here um, as to the significance of this, um, we've just seen some data. This was actually um, in a, a, a report from Macquarie, which does form the basis of some of the scams that we're going to go through. But they're just talking about um, a couple of years ago, 105,000 scams in Australia were reported to the ACCC, um, resulting in losses of more than $84 million. And that's really just the tip of the iceberg because some people might actually feel embarrassed that they have been scammed and therefore not report. Yeah, and I suppose it's we understand pride, embarrassment, etc. But again, the more you report, the more that the next person maybe becomes aware of these scams and doesn't fall victim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All righty. So how about we just go through some of the, the like top six or seven scams and and maybe uh, some of our audience can relate to some of these or just be a little bit more mindful the next time they see something or think of something along these lines that that might be suspicious yeah i might start them down with one that's probably very relevant to clients of ours who are buying property 
uh, often there will be funds to complete the purchase and those funds need to be transferred, say, to the conveyancer or solicitor's trust account. What we're seeing more and more from solicitors and conveyancers is they will not provide their account details in the email. And the reason they do this is they don't want clients to receive unsolicited emails with account details. They want them to call, make sure they're transferring funds into the correct account. And what we're seeing is emails from friends, family members, conveyancers saying they urgently need you to transfer funds. Stories generally can add up, such as a friend overseas who really needs cash. Um, looks authentic, but it's a scam. So again, just make sure any emails you receive, particularly ones where it's about transferring money, are authentic. Call up the intended recipient to check that they've sent the email and then you should be able to proceed. Hmm. It's, it's super scary because what's, what's really happening there in the background is that the email account of whomever, maybe the family member overseas, has been compromised. And uh, obviously, you're just transferring money straight into the scammer's bank account. Yeah. But, but just you know, think, think that through for a second. People's email accounts are literally being um, hacked, intercepted, and that's how they can get their story to add up. They're actually reading through other pertinent information, maybe in other dialogue, that, um, that can help the, the story make more sense. So that, that's probably, well, if not the, the single biggest one, uh, up there with the, the top couple in terms of ones to watch out for. Yeah, and just a massive example of be wary of any emails you receive. If it looks too good to be true or if it looks anyway dodgy, query it, delete it, delete it permanently and move on. Yeah. All right, so number two, the tampered APM, APM, my God, early in the morning. The tampered ATM, T for Tom. Um, what it looks like is you're at a busy ATM to withdraw money. You notice nothing unusual and you receive your money just like you always do. But, Patty, what's happening in the background? Uh, yeah, I've fallen victim to this myself. Luckily, I only took out 20 euro uh, in Ireland. But what happens is... The scammers have put a skimming device on the ATM. So yes, you get your money, but what the scammer has done is it's read all the data off the ATM card. It's got all everything on the magnetic strips so they can basically reproduce the card. They've also have a camera which occasionally can see you pulling in your PIN number. So again, they can use the card and the PIN number to withdraw money at any stage. Important thing here is to make sure you cover when you're putting in the pin. And again, if something looks wrong, don't proceed with the transaction. Yeah, or, or that's the kind of one that you might only find out about later on once these erroneous transactions start to be made. And they're the ones that you'd hope to think are going to be intercepted either by A, that the bank's kind of fraud detection technology, or B, just, you know, your review of an account, or, or better still, the the push notifications, which will actually show in real time on your maybe your iPhone uh, what what activity is going through the account. Yeah. And, and the good thing we will say about a lot of the banks and lenders, if it's clear that it wasn't you, if it's clear that there was definitely fraud, they are there to help you and will look to refund your money once all, they go through the full process. Hmm. All right, number three. This one's a little bit scary because it, involves like real people physically kind of in close proximity to, to you and, and uh, maybe your residence or work, but the mail that never came. So um, 
you apply for a credit card, but it never seemed to arrive. What's why didn't it arrive? Uh, someone has gone into your letterbox. They've mm-hmm. taken the card and away they go. So before you had a chance to obviously get it, they've they've come in, they've they've taken the, the letter out of your mail, opened it, maybe kind of set up the account, accessed the PIN, and now they're using it for themselves, uh, even racking up significant debt in your name if it's a credit card. Yep, and one of the things which we mentioned before, and we did a blog on in terms of credit reports, if they're racking up debt on a credit card in your name and they're not making the payments on the credit card, that's affecting your credit history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, we've discussed the importance of these, um, you know, all, all kind of, credit conduct now with, with respect to comprehensive credit reporting and, and, and what the banks are now seeing. If this negatively affects any applications for credit, um, absolutely you want to be going through your credit file in intricate detail and just ensuring the accuracy of that data because uh, this is all new and, and we've found on numerous occasions recently that the data is not always completely correct. Yeah, indeed. So moving maybe on from that one then down to something else that again can look legitimate something from say the ato or a government agency uh basically saying hey here's a tax refund just give us your bank details and we'll send it to you or a, say a speeding fine that comes through saying you've been caught speeding download the photo they've taken and they will uh, and you'll see the fine there what down the day end up being like yeah so i mean the, the tax one obviously um you know more popular around tax time when people are lodging their, their, their tax returns and therefore the legitimacy of these emails might look a little bit more correct. Obviously, the speeding fine one could be any time, but ultimately uh, the link that you're being referred to is um, taking you to some kind of fake site that's been set up by the scam- scammers. Um, and then instead of giving your account details and your internet banking password to your bank, you're actually delivering vital information right into the scammers' hands. And God knows, you know how that could then be used. So be super careful. Yeah, or if you're, de- or if you end up downloading something, it might be ransomware, and you have to pay to have your computer unlocked. Which again, they can access all your files. They can do whatever they want until you actually make that payment. Mm-hmm. And then question what the hell? How? I mean, if that ever happens, speak to. I don't know. You probably speak to the police because if you're having to to give away sensitive data like that, and and question whether they are even going to give you access back to your computer, even if you pay them the money. Um, The free Wi-Fi. So we thought this would be relevant just because often people are logging into uh, or using Wi-Fi to, um, you know, get onto internet banking and whatnot. Um, Maybe they're they're in an airport or a cafe, something like that. Um, What should we watch out for here, Patty? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously... A lot of businesses, pretty much most businesses now, Dan, I think, offer free Wi-Fi of some sort. Uh, you see, and we're all aware of it, we sit down perhaps with a friend or family and after five minutes we're all on a phone. So it's something which the scammers have realised and they'll basically set up a fake network that looks like it's legitimate, so it might have the same name as the hotel, cafe, the airport. All that's happening is the scammers basically interrupting all the network traffic. They're stealing your personal information, such as your internet banking details. And potentially, anytime you log into that free Wi-Fi or any free Wi-Fi, you get the same issues where they're getting all your 
latest information. Mm -hmm. Super scary. So hopefully those uh, six or seven little um, uh, scams to watch out for at least just bring to your attention what, what what's out there and, and what to be mindful of. And then if you're at all interested in kind of what your bank is doing to help prevent all of this, just drop us a line or, or give us a call and, and we can send you through the details because it is all accessible. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, that, that, that will just help eliminate uh, as, as much of this as possible. Yeah, and if you do see anything you're unsure of, again, don't be embarrassed, contact the police or if you go to the ACCC, they have a scam watch website to enable you to report a scam. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Um, catch you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Long Property Show. If you have any questions for Dan or Patty, you can email hi at longproperty.com.au and they'll respond within 24 hours. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and also leave us a review. This way we can continue bringing you the best weekly content possible. See you again next week. Bye for now.